0: This is Killing the Business Wrestling Podcast, and this is your main event of the evening with a 60-minute time limit. I had to think that for that for a second. The main charge is, is the host of the show, the limited edition Vic Muscat. We're going to talk about what the wide world of professional wrestling with our friend Jason Scott. How are you doing, sir? I'm great. You've been around me with a couple of me, rebrandings of the cup podcast <laughs> whether it was taken from me it was forceful or not but this had good reason behind it I can not can say that people thought evolution was a science podcast and I was like okay we got
1: <laughs> yes we talk about we talk about rocks
0: we talk about rocks and well we once and, were and, 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 and
1: monkeys rocks and, and monkeys
0: and Mon- monkeys by having beers that's how we roll so where do you want to start first? Let me go get your opinion first about the Ring of Honor. About them uh, shutting
1: down. I, it's, it's very unfortunate. Um, I've been a follower of Ring, of Ring of Honor since its inception in 2002. Um, I mean, I, I had heard about it, but I didn't really get to see it. Um, I mean, I'd read about it in magazines and stuff, but in 2004 – they started coming to uh, my area in Dayton, Ohio, um, and I found out about it, and I was like, oh, I, I mean, I really want to check this out. This is the, the magazines and all the dirt sheets. They're going crazy about this promotion. I want to check it out. Uh, of course, at that time, WCW had gone out of business. ECW had gone out of business. So WWE was all we had, and we got it got old really quick. So when we found out that Ring of Honor was, was trying to make a name for themselves, I started going to every show. They would come through Dayton about every six months. And I did that through, from 2004 through 2006 before I got shipped overseas to Korea. But once I got back from overseas after six years, um, I picked up right where I left off when I got stationed in New Jersey. Um, I got to go go see all the Ring of Honor shows in Philadelphia, uh, New York City, Manhattan Center. Um, got to go see them at the old ECW Arena, 2300 Arena. That was, that was an experience. Um, so, I, yeah, I've been following them ever since. And then when I moved down here to Georgia, they would come – They for the last several years, they've been coming through Atlanta on a regular basis and I've caught all of their shows at the old uh, Center Stage where they used to film WCW Saturday Night. So, I got a got a long history with Ring of Honor. Worked uh, worked as part of their ring crew on a number of occasions and got to meet all the guys backstage and got some got some good good stories about some of the wrestlers that I hung out with. Um, that we could chat about it another time, but I, I I don't want them to go out of business. I hope it doesn't happen. So, but we'll see what happens in the next few months. It came out nowhere. This announcement, it, it did. I wasn't expecting it,
0: and I don't think anyone was expecting it. But that was just wow. I mean, but again, it might turn out roses for I mean, just a little patience, you know. And boom. I hope so.
1: There's a lot of good talent out there that's unemployed now. <laughs> And that Speaking would be a good landing of- spot.
0: Speaking about that, there's what, how many more free agents w- uh, from the WWE now?
1: Oh, wow. I, I don't know how many they just let go yesterday. Was it 17?
0: <laughs> a lot of them were like, you know, upcoming talent.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of them was up, up and coming out of NXT. And then the one that, that, that caught my attention was John Morrison. I was not expecting that.
0: They should know. But, bring them. I mean, they need tag teams, don't you think?
1: Yeah, but they don't care about tag teams.
0: Like they they need them, about-
1: but they they don't know how to use them. They don't know how to book them.
0: <laughs> I heard about the new releases, and I it was just, I was just like, when is people have to say enough is enough? And the only way to stop them is to stop watching.
1: Which I have. I, I can't believe, I can't believe after almost 29 years of watching Monday Night Raw, or I've, if I, I've never missed an episode, or if I have missed an episode, it's because of, of some other reason. But I always, if I can't watch it live, I'll record it and I'll watch it later. I've quit doing that. I've just quit doing it. I don't even even if it, if I'm able to watch it, I don't watch it. It's the same thing every week with the same dry characters, same dry storylines. It's I just I I don't have the art for it anymore.
0: Uh, two months ago, after a whole year not watching Raw, I was like, "All right, I'll give it a shot." You know, I'll see what's about. They had their first match like 35 minutes into the show, and I was just like. What the hell am I watching here? And eventually, I fell asleep. And I just got bored. Yep. I mean, you have oh another another team they screwed up on hit row. That team was developing, I believe, into a decent faction in oh. WWE. And now, two of the members are gone.
1: That's right.
0: Especially uh, swerve, he's gone. Which I, I, I never, like, wasn't a fan of Swerve, but, you know, it was one of those things that you're not a fan of, but it's like, okay, you know, you respect his abilities and his character and whatever, but you just not feeling him, you know, but still, he shouldn't have gotten cut.
1: And the, uh, you saw that promo that I sent you from Drake Maverick. Yes, I did see that. That was, that was brilliant. I'm, I'm glad he did that. Yeah, I am glad he did that, too. And he played it off exactly like he did the last time he was released where he was going to cry. And he was going to post it on Twitter and, and people were going to feel sorry for him. And he, he did a total swerve. So, uh, yeah, I, that was a really good promo.
0: I mean, That was good for him. I, that was a really good promo. But the only thing that's positive about it is WWE will not let their wrestlers come on like, shows like these. Now it's like I have a chance. Now I have a shot. Might cost a couple bucks, but I have a shot at least. So it just makes me feel like, all right, you know, it's going to be 60-yard field goal into the win, but
1: I got a shot. Now I'll tell you, uh, the interview that we're doing in a few days with Sal Renaro, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you're really going to enjoy that. He's He's – go ahead. He
0: he was on – when I did the uh, five-star revolution with that co-host. Oh, okay. He was on before. He came came through him, And I thought that, you know, the talent who came on the show before should not be punished. Because we had a split. And so I was like, with everyone on my show, I will reach out and say, like, let's do a What You've Been Up To episode. So I did not say, hey, I'm not going to contact these guys. I was with FISA. No, I was given the same respect, same opportunity, and he accepted it.
1: That's great. He's uh, he's a great guy. I've uh, been around him. I got to see him a lot and be around him uh, in my Dayton, Ohio days for Ring of Honor uh, when he was teaming with Tony Marmaluk. Um, And here most recently, I've got to see him and actually talked to him up with the NWA when they did their TV tapings up in Atlanta. Um, like in between shows, they they did like a little meet and greet, and he came out and talked to all of us in the crowd, and we just BSed and people asked him questions. Um, so yeah, I'm sure he'll have a lot to say.
0: Yeah, no, he's one of, I was he's one of the very few people I reached out. From that five-star reboot that actually accepted or answered my messages only three of them did three out of seven but it's fine i give the opportunity you know so before we get into uh the aew full gear and our thoughts have you heard the recent injury report from kenny omega
1: well uh, not the injury report. I know he's hurt, and
0: oh, fucked up. He's like bad.
1: Yeah. Um. I know he wrestled. He wrestled hurt. He yeah. struggled through it. Uh, he's probably going to be gone for a while to rehabilitate, uh, which is obvious with that promo that he did on Dynamite.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Um. What uh, What type of injuries did you hear about?
0: It was, I heard a bunch of like his shoulder. He couldn't really lift his shoulder. That's what. Then I, the reports are coming out now about how he has a shoulder and he has a pretty bad hernia and his knees are screwed up.
1: Hmm. Can't so imagine like, like, you
0: why. Know, I knew when he was impact champion, his knee was, I heard reports that his knee was screwed up, but those reports died. Now they're like, yeah, it's really screwed up. Oh, too bad for him.
1: Well, he he's a very physical wrestler. He wrestles one of the most physical styles I've ever seen. He he won't be an athlete. He will not be a wrestler into his forties. There's no way. If he is, it, he'll he won't be the kind of wrestler he has been. I want to say he's in his mid thirties now.
0: Yeah, something like that. But he's doing, doing something smart. He's a uh, has a high, pretty high position in AEW behind the scenes.
1: Yep. Yep. You know, had himself
0: up, had his retirement up,
1: which is a smart thing to do. He needs to do it now because another he, another five years. I don't, I don't see him lasting that long. It With was wait for his style.
0: It was announced by A today that Kenny Omega, due to injuries, won't be defending his title. And I was like, Yeah, no shit, really.
1: Well, then they should strip it from him.
0: Gotta yeah, be asking about this the thirty day clause. Is it just me or is it just like being used as like, a?
1: That that was kayfabe. That was all a kayfabe thing. And I liked it. I liked that rule. Uh, Even if it wasn't being followed legit, legitimately by, they could use that. Hold on just a moment. No problem. Um, they could use that in the storyline if they needed to. Uh, I, I thought it was it was always nice to have. Um, do they follow it anymore? No, I don't think so. I don't think any of the promotions follow it.
0: Well, it seems like they they follow it when they want to follow it, and right?
1: Like, right, when it was convenient.
0: Like I thought the I thought the U.S. title and Intercontinental Championship were being ignored, and I looked at how short of events. When I saw when it was thirty days, I can say it's been thirty days. And the U.S. title was defended a couple of times in that house show before the 30 days. Okay, it counts. I mean, I don't like it, but it counts. The Intercontinental Championship was not. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's beyond a 30-day mark. I do like Nakamura. I'm a big fan of his, but 30-day clause is a 30-day clause.
1: They're not doing anything with him with that belt. That I read that somewhere the other day. Somebody was commenting on it. Um, that he Okay, he's the champion. But they're doing nothing with him with that belt.
0: No. Also, Damian Priest, they're not.
1: I see him. I see him being the next release.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, I agree. I agree. But uh, AEW Full Gear was done the thirteenth. Oh, before we get to the matches, what do you think of the card overall when you saw it?
1: I thought it was well booked. Um, the lead up to it, I thought was pretty good to to uh, most of the matches, um, especially the Kingston Punk match, uh, Hangman and Omega. That's of course that's been building up for over a year. So,
0: yeah, did you like yeah. that?
1: Huh?
0: Did you like that? You know, building it up for a year, like over a year or two.
1: No, not in this day and age. I mean, <clears throat> it, it worked. Back in the '90s, like with Taz and Sabu, that worked. Um, With everybody's short attention span nowadays, I don't think I don't think it was smart, but they did what they felt they had to do. But
0: Taz and Sabu was like, no one did anything like that before, so it was like unique. But I've seen a rock. They've they for a year. It's like I didn't like it. Now they're doing it with Paige and Omega. To be honest, and I'm not embarrassed to admit this, when it was time for the main event and we knew what was going to happen to the main event, we didn't do. I turned it off. I claimed that my app was fucking up and I got my money back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I'm not, it's like, oh, dude. I didn't, mean, I was, it was one of those like a couple beers in, you figured it. Oh, what can happen, you know, they'll say no, you know, nope, I got my money back. So, thank you. I've A- done
1: that.
0: <laughs> thank you, AEW. I appreciate that. So, the buy in, did you ever watch the buy in, by the way?
1: <laughs> if I happen to catch it, I will. I didn't catch this one.
0: Because it was uh, Rosa, Thunder Rosa and Shia. I suck with names, I'm sorry. Versus Jamie Hader and the Native Beast Niall Rose. Oof. Which like I said it was a buy-in match, it was a good, you know, no sound watching the background get ready for the event type thing, but
1: mm-hmm. trying to get the people pumped up.
0: Yeah, that's how hard it is. But uh Shashida and Rosa won that match. Yes, I was, I was I had to double check that uh choice of getting all with bad eyes MJF do you think he's getting his proper due
1: um i he does good matches he's a great promo i just i don't understand what they're trying to do with him what what is what's what's the end game i mean He's been undefe- – well, not undefeated anymore. He's only lost a couple of matches, but
0: – Only one match, you lost Two. I'm sorry, two. He
1: lost to Moxley. He lost sure to Jericho two. and maybe somebody else. I don't know. But, okay, they're, they've been building him up since the company started. What are they going to do? My thought is Sammy Guevara is a transitional champion. He should lose the belt to MJF. Just saying. That's the idea. Sammy, Sammy Cavarro, that's great. He won the belt. I do not see him as a long-term champ.
0: He needs, needs to be on a heel. I, I do see him being a long-term champ. Do I agree with it? No, but I can see. But it's – I mean, I look at the top five and every time they post it up. It's like – why is MJF on the t- in the top five? He has better records than these guys.
1: Yep.
0: I, I know- why isn't he getting
1: title shots?
0: Okay, why is he getting title shots or at least acknowledged? Like, yes, he's one that he's in the top five.
1: So okay, the- Darby Allen, it it was a feud that needed to happen. That's great. Um, kind of a cheesy finish with the side headlock. But
0: I kept the promise though.
1: But he did he did he said i'm gonna beat you with a side headlock takedown and that's exactly what he did um cheated a little bit but you know goodness, yeah i don't i don't see much um with the pinnacle it doesn't look like they're even a group anymore they've kind of splintered off um yeah. uh you got spears and uh his henchman guy still hanging around with him but Ftr and Tully Blanchard, they're they're off doing their own thing. So I don't know. I feel like uh if they were gonna make them a a group that they would have had a better plan for more, more of a long term plan for that group.
0: Um they kind of made it like it kind of gave it a horseman field, eh?
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And just one match with inner circle and boom, done. Right. But overall, that match with Darby Allen. I mean, it was a honestly, the match was a good match. It just mm-hmm. the ending was cheesy, I thought.
1: Yeah. Good match. Had all the usual high spots that I would expect from Darby. Um, he took a lot of bumps. Um but yeah, in the end, it it I mean the thing with mgf he's he's not going to dazzle you with all those fancy moves he's a very traditional uh, technical type wrestler and that's and that's fine and but i think he blend he, i think he blends well with darby allen i thought they i thought they their transitions were smooth considering they had different styles
0: and he did have different styles you're right but yeah, you're right. I mean, I thought I mean everyone thought it was an amazing match, and I thought it was, Then it just fell flat. But next match was the AEW World Tag Team Championship, the Wucha Brothers, yes. versus the AAA World Tag Team Champions, FTR. This match was a actually actually packed back and forth match, just like kind of continuation of the Triple H A tag team title when FTR won. Right. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that Lucha Brothers won it. No,
1: but no, great match, <laughs> great tag team match.
0: I would like it better if FTR would have won them. it. You seem like kind of predictable that Lucha Brothers
1: were to retain. True, true. Um, maybe they're saving that for another time. I mean, they already they already gave them the one match for the for the AAA tag belts. Something that I noticed. And how ACW or AEW books their feuds, they like to do two out of three. They like to have those three matches where they trade victories and then you have a third match as the rubber match. And I think that's what's going to happen with these, with these guys is there's going to be a third match.
0: I know the um, next Triple A event, I should know what it <clears throat> is in December. It's the rematch for the AAA tag titles between these two guys. You think that will be the third match, or you think it'll be somewhere down the road? Will be like all or nothing?
1: No, it won't be. It'll be it'll be on AEW stage. That's where the third match will be. I mean, they'll they'll have their match down in Mexico, but that won't count up here. Uh, not saying it shouldn't. I just that's just how AEW books things. So they'll probably have a third match or will be a fourth match up here, um, and that'll seal the deal, regardless of which way it goes.
0: The next match was the 2021 Men's World Title Eliminator Tournament Finals between the (laughs) the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, and God's forsaken champion, Miro. I did not like this match just because it kind of like, It's a spoiler to the world championship,
1: I think. Well, (coughs) was it though? I I mean, think think about it. If Miro would have won, that would have told me that they were going to go with Hangman Page. Okay? Right. They went with Danielson, okay, it makes sense for him to go after Omega because they've already had a great match. They got a lot of unfinished business. So that that one that one kind of threw me off.
0: when, uh, when can uh Bryan Danielson versus Omega be better?
1: Yeah. But Omega's not he can't wrestle. He's not in shape.
0: But do you think it's worth having turning Brian Danielson Bryan a heel?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their logic was with that. Um, he says a funny I give him credit.
0: He when I mean, he plays a heel, he is a funny heel.
1: Oh yeah, he he, he jumped right into it. It's just like flipping a switch. Yeah. <laughs> and he can play either one and he did it great on, on uh, Wednesday night. Um I think that with them realizing that Omega's gonna be out for a while. They went to Danielson and said, okay, um, we're going to need you to just flip the switch because we need a good wrestler heel <clears throat> besides Miro that can, that can take on Hangman and put him to the test.
0: Still, it's just – it still rubs me wrong that the results of that world title match rubs me the wrong way still. I am, yeah. I'm a little pious, I am at that. Next match after that was the Falls Count Anywhere match. Christian Cage of Jurassic Express against the super click of Adam Cole, Nick, and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks. The match itself, I thought it was was not a bad match. It was not a bad match. I don't want to make it sound like it was a bad match.
1: It was total chaos. It was everything I expected it to be.
0: I thought it just could have been better.
1: Yeah, it could have been better, but... But your Falls Count Anywhere, you're, you're kind of limited on what you can do unless you do everything in the ring, and that's, that's not going to happen in a Falls Count Anywhere match.
0: I mean, I, I'm not saying it was, a, it was a bad match or a C-plus match, right? No, it was a above average.
1: It was entertaining.
0: It was entertaining, but it wasn't like, you know, it was taking half the rafters down, kill a couple of people, just to get a pipe or something. You know, nothing like, you know, like, boy, what the fuck <clears> that <throat>
1: And I like the end where um, Christian hands Jungle Boy the the chair to do the concerto, and he hands it to him like, "Now you're a man." He hands it to him, <clears throat> cracks him over the head.
0: That was awful. That should there should be assault charges on that. A defenseless <laughs> man. He got he was defenseless. Oh yeah. So after that match, he got into the what I call. The nightly piss match between the American nightmare Cody Rhodes, the bastard Pac versus Andrea El, whatever, Dervish, whatever.
1: Andrade. Just Andrade.
0: Him I apologize. Thank you very much for correcting me. And Malachi Black, I thought this match was a waste of time. That's why I <laughs> give it my piss. All match
1: it's match. doing, all that match did was push the the feud between the four a little bit further. That's all it did because what I see happening is all four of them are going to go at each other again. in a like some kind of fatal four way I can see that happening. Uh, they just, none of them got along. Uh, the teamwork was spotty at most. Um, I just, and it, it also seemed like they, they had nothing for these guys. So let's just throw them in a tag.
0: Yeah, it just makes me feel like, well, Cody needs someone to fight. Oh, we have to give Cody someone. We have to give him his – Cody's not the end of AEW or a pay, pay-per-view. If he doesn't, someone, he doesn't wrestle with one, he doesn't wrestle one.
1: Another reason oh. I think they, they did that was to give Cody the rub from Pac. Like, because, or pack? I'm sorry, PAC. PAC is getting a better cra- crowd reaction than Cody is. Cody's getting booed out of the building everywhere he goes now. So they needed PAC to kind of boost him back up and, and some, uh, somehow get, get him cheered again. Because right now it's not working.
0: You know, what do you think are the odds that in the next, let's say, two months Cody turns heel.
1: I think he's got John Cena sent on. I don't think he'll do it.
0: I can see them just switching on heel, just you know, if Cena didn't turn.
1: No. No, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> he Cena never turned because of marketing. Okay. They put so much money into him as a baby face, all this merchandise, all these media appearances, and uh, uh, um, uh, helping you know helping children out, sick children, all of that stuff that he did behind the scenes. That's why they never pushed the button on that. Cody's kind of in the same in the same boat. He's got this TV show, he's got the reality show with his wife. He's he doesn't, and he's only got a couple years left. He's admitted that he's only got a couple years left in his ring career and he's going to retire. He doesn't want to be flip flopping back and forth. Do I agree with it? No, I think it would be a perfect time for him to go heel. He would be the best heel he'd ever seen because he's done it before. He can pull it off, especially when everybody already hates him already. He could just he could take it to a whole new level, but he doesn't want to. I think it's a bad choice. And
0: maybe he'll change his mind. Maybe I hope so. I hope so too. That'd be good. I mean, I mean, he turns heel. He, he uh, rips up the contract of him not wrestling for the AEW World Championship. He wins the title. That'd be a perfect. <coughs> oh yeah.
1: Maybe have a beer with MJF. He takes, he takes the belt from Adam Page. It's great it's perfect
0: i would not like that though you know from adam page i would feel like all right we're we were in ring of honor we were in new japan together we're gonna start AEW. okay when we're gonna take turns having the world title
1: forget about the game you're game. right that wouldn't look good
0: <laughs> yeah i'll be like that's what bothers me about the adam page victory so much It feels that way but before that, you had the AEW women's champion, Dr. Britt Baker with Rebel and Jamie Hayter versus mm-hmm. Mike Conte. Yes. I thought, I thought we were we have a new champion. I'm not going to lie. I thought we would. I thought that how many times do you gonna have someone go for the title and lose Right match? One of these times, you got to get lucky.
1: You I thought... thought- Yeah. She came really close. I I mean, I, I, I didn't think she was going to win. I I knew Britt Baker was going to win, but, but she made it look good. They, they made each other look really good. They, they, um, got all their moves in, put on a great match, great storytelling. Um, but in the end she, she got her. I mean, the it was baseball. a great, finish. nice. It was a nice roll up. In how she finished her off because she could not. She could not get the, her her submission hold on her for nothing.
0: And it shows what how good a veteran is, like for baker. Yeah. And having a boyfriend like Adam Cole doesn't hurt as well. <laughs> Just you want whatever. Speaking right. of Adam
1: Cole, I'm going to bring this up. The promo on Wednesday night with the Elite where Kenny Omega was talking about his injuries and how he's going to take some time off. <clears throat> did, you see, did you see that promo?
0: I did see that promo. I, didn't, I saw like a quarter of AEW, but I did see the promo.
1: So they, told, they teased like, a little tension there between him and Adam Cole because he asked him to hold the fort while he's gone, and Adam Cole stepped in and says, oh, yeah, I, I got it. I got it. We'll, we'll take care of it. And that's when he looked at him. He looked at him and says, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the Bucks
0: and the Bucks were like, Yeah, we will we, we'll all do it. We'll all do it. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, just that'll like, be
1: interesting. Like they planted the seeds.
0: Possibly. I was having Bobby Fish around, you know, that's undisputed right there, that recall. <sighs> all they need to do is. NXT needs to let go Kyle O'Reilly. All they need to do. Red Dragon.
1: Not not impressed with Bobby Fish. Great, okay, great technical wrestler, submission guy. Nothing special about him.
0: He's a good tag team wrestler.
1: Yes. He need him and him and O'Reilly need to get back together and and be red dragon. That's what they need to do. That's what they were made for. That's what they were made for. They are not singles guys. Like, and some people aren't.
0: You're right. You're right. I mean, it's like it's like separating the young bucks, having them be in single matches
1: or FTR. That just it ain't going to work.
0: I mean, it's a certain I with say magic, kind of skill to it, right? I'm trying to think, I any mean, tag usually tag can split apart. They usually just fizzle away.
1: I mean, Shawn Michaels is a rare exception. Bret Hart is a rare exception. Um.
0: <clears throat> the Wolves are but, because Eddie Kingston not Eddie Kingston Eddie Edwards still does well
1: yeah yep and Davey Richards would probably still do be doing well if he hadn't retired he's I thought he was well playing. he still he still wrestles occasionally on the independents but he, he, he I've heard that he's coming back full time but I just don't know where but He's
0: wrestling in Portland, Maine, uh, December 10th. I know that.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's still doing some spot shows.
0: But that's, I should really catch him sometime. He's having Chris Bay there, having uh, Mm -hmm. AC Romero there. It's almost like, that's only three hours away. I do have a buddy that. Mm -hmm. But being a responsible father, it's boring sometimes.
1: Anyway, it sucks.
0: Next match is the best in the world CF Punk versus the Mad King Eddie Kingston. This match to me was the main event. Yep. It was just, it built up to be a, a great match. The starting match when, um, starting on it before the bell started, when Kingston gave Punk that back, knocked him out. I mean, right there, that was a hell of a way to start the fight. They left it all in the ring. <clears throat> we did.
1: And, yep. Yeah. And, And he earned everybody's respect that night because, as you notice, the crowd turned against Punk real quick. And especially when he was going to do the five knuckle shuffle. I saw that. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. He almost got booed out of the building for that one. So
0: I always respected and liked Eddie Kingston, though.
1: Oh, yeah. I've, I've always liked him. I've always respected him. Um, I, I just I, but I feel there's a lot of truth in what Punk said in his prior promos. Eddie Kingston because I was I was around all those guys at Ring of Honor. when Punk and Danielson and Colt Cabana, all those guys were at the top of the card and Eddie Kingston was just coming in, okay? And you could feel that tension. He was portrayed as a a guy with potential, but a dirtbag. Like he, he had excuses, came up with excuses for everything. Instead of just doing his thing and getting better, he only did so much. And he wouldn't take it to the next level. And that's what Punk was talking about in his promos leading up to that match. Like, dude, I don't have a problem with you. I never had a problem with you. But we called you out back, you know, 15 years ago in Ring of Honor because you weren't living up to your potential. You were lazy. And that, that was all legit. That was all 100% real. So, and you could feel, you could feel that in the match.
0: Nothing like getting personal in a match. Mm-hmm. Speaking about things getting personal. Minneapolis Street Fight, the Inner Circle versus American Top Team. In <laughs> the, the year, I you know what? Uh, what what the talent AEW have? Why bring in American Top Team? That is
1: like <laughs> what? It's it's all about it. That's the sports entertainment aspect of it. You're trying to get publicity. You're trying to get media attention. Um, <clears throat> um, sponsors, sponsorship, which, which generates more revenue. That's what that's all about. So that, I think that's all that was. It was all about money. Man, it wasn't. It was wow. wasn't a good storyline. It wasn't a good match, but, <clears throat> you know. It was something they felt they had to do and I guess Jericho was all, all on board for it. Uh,
0: you know what, if the, first of all, putting Dan Lambert in the match, I thought that kind of made the storyline...
1: I mean, yeah, he was...
0: He, I mean, he's great... T- I mean, I don't want to say he was a talent because he's just a, a coach, but his story, his gimmick in the storyline was good. He yep. did really piss a bunch of people off. Yep. But he did not be, deserve to be.
1: Well, you, had, you had a whole roster of guys in the back that weren't even used. That exactly. could have been on that team. Sean Spears, good example. He could have been on the team. Exactly. Anybody. Um, oh, I can't even think of his name. The guy, that, uh, the, uh, the guy that was with uh, Cody and Dustin Rhodes, and he turned against them. Oh, um, QT Marshall. QT Marshall, yes, thank you. Yeah. I feel yeah. bad about that. Q, yeah. QT Marshall would
0: have done it. I mean, say, like, it would be underappreciated. or What about the gun club? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Billy Gunn would have been great. So, yeah,
0: they will be my first choice, but I don't know. Billy kind of guns like uh, kids. I feel like they deserve a bigger shot. They should get more. I don't know. It's, something, it's, it's a gut feeling. I have no evidence. It's a gut feeling. <clears throat>
1: and this, this could this and that could be the result of an overprotective father that yeah. is overprotecting his son's from being sucked into the, the bad parts of the wrestling business. Not saying I blame him. He's like, Hey, I'm here. Stay here with me, learn, get better. Um, you're already on a national stage. So you're only going to go here. You're only going to get better. So let's hang out here. Let's, do, let's do AEW dark. Let's do elevation. Occasionally do dynamite and you're making good money. And, you know, maybe his sons are all on board with that. They think it's cool. But at some point, if you, if, if you want to reach the top levels of your profession, you want to break away. It's just a matter of when his sons are going to say, hey, Dad, we need to go off on our own now.
0: It could be doing the Aaron Rodgers method. Is when Brett Favre was – when Aaron Rodgers got drafted to Green Bay. Yeah, he was not put on the, in the it was years before he got a shot on the field because the Green Bay had Brett Favre. But during that time, Rodgers studied. He worked. Yes. He did all yes. like, the shit jobs or whatever, and what he turned out to be. Other than an asshole, but, you know, that's the That's a personal thing. Professionally, he's Hall of Fame material.
1: Right. And, just and, hopefully, and hopefully, I'm pretty sure that that's what's happening there with the gun club. As they're learning from their dad, they're, they're already getting paid good money. They're on national television, so they're getting recognition, they're building their profile. It, it's, it's a smart way to do it, and they're still young. So I just hope, hope they don't get greedy and, and try to run off on their own too soon.
0: Hey, Mike, you know how people are. <laughs> yes. Uh, we hope for the best, but we expect the worst, don't we? Next match is the AEW Men's World Championship. The main event, the cleaner of Kenny Omega with Dallas Callis versus Heyman Adam Page. That's why. That's my question, why?
1: Had to happen. Had to happen. But They've been building this up for a long time.
0: But as I recall, there was a 10-man tag where if he, they, his, Page's team would have lost, he would no longer be number one contender.
1: That's true, but wasn't there something after that?
0: don't match, like two months later, but it's like his next match, like after that one, he comes back. Now it would be better if, and I say this, and people are gonna be like, "You, we know Vic. We know the power of technology, because of promos that will stretch out for months." Remember back in the day when uh, the invasion happened, and they it, still, it was all about who is Stone Cold Steve Austin sides who decides is gonna yeah. come on. And right, the was just him at a bar, thirty seconds, silent of him thinking, and it built up and it made a good pop when Austin made his decision. Why couldn't they do that to a page? Why couldn't they have him be like at a bar, or just you know? On his horse, looking at the mountains or something, right? Deciding what to do, and then he comes back in the ladder and it's like, that would be like a okay, but no, it's like it's like he's like he's dead, and then oh yeah, we're gonna bring him back to life,
1: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, they could have rode that a little better, a little more impact.
0: I've been noticing AEW's flaws more and more. I don't know why.
1: Now I do like I did like the end where the bucks came down and usually any other time they would have gotten involved, but they showed respect and they stood on each corner and gave him the nod. Like, this is your shot. We're going to stay out of this. This is your chance to be the top dog. And we're not going, we're not going to interfere. And I thought that was pretty cool.
0: And they also, I mean, they also carried that on for that uh, promo at Dynamite you mentioned before. Because Omega was saying that, was mentioned that nothing against you, Paige, you won, congratulations. You I need to take time away. So it wasn't like, you know, Paige, when I come back, I'm going to, no, it was like a very grateful. You won, congratulations.
1: Yep. I think it, that opens up a lot of opportunities for uh, the Bucks and Kenny Omega to go a different direction, any diff, any kind of different direction when, when they all come – well, when he comes back. I think the Bucks are going to stay heels for a while. And they're going to stay heels with Adam Cole. When Kenny Omega comes back, then there's going to be crumbles in the foundation.
0: They can easily – just one switch, one click, and that is bring Kevin Stein to AEW. What's going to happen? You reform Mount Rushmore.
1: <clears throat> there you go. He's coming back. He's coming because his contract expires in January after the Royal Rumble.
0: I heard, I heard something today that WWE gave him off, a, a contract, but no worries if signing or not.
1: Oh yeah, they're they're going to offer him a contract until the day he leaves, and they're going to offer him a lot of money, and probably like, a three three to five year deal. It's like
0: Ricochet. It's like is Ricochet even still on this planet? It's like I had to see. I was like, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, this
1: uh, WWE.
0: Remember the old ECW days when uh, Joey Styles was around, like Joe Gartner. Or Bill ph- something. And he could scratch himself with the hives. That, that's what WWE is getting to me these days. It's like the hives. Like uh, uh. I have full intentions to watch Survivor Series Sunday. I had full are you know, Sunday. <clears> full intentions <throat> to watch War Games just for something to do. And after hearing yeah. this, it's like I need time off. I just. I'll,
1: I'll watch it because I already paid for Peacock, so. <laughs>
0: If I pay, if I even had to pay for Peacock, I would still be like,
1: eh. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. You know, it'll bring me up to speed. And, and oh, I didn't tell you, um, or maybe I did tell you, I've got uh, tickets to the Royal Rumble in January.
0: All right, so for you, I'll go watch WWE that for that. Event. So
1: that's uh, the end of January, I think. January 29th, I think it is. But, yeah, I'm flying I'm flying up to St. Louis uh, to meet meet up with my buddy that I was stationed with when I first joined the Air Force. Uh, he still lives up there. So, got two tickets. Me and him are going to go check it out.
0: It, someone, it. someone wants to go out to a WWE event to feel the energy of a live event. I have no gripes with that. It's just TV-wise, I...
1: No. Can't watch. I just no. Watch. They, uh, we've been... We've been uh, over the years been to many many house shows, uh, Monday Night Raw, SmackDowns. Been to all of those. Always had a great time. Love the live experience. Uh, just the TV things just wearing me out.
0: Do you think Charlotte Flair will still be under contract with WWE in general? There's a lot of rumors out there that Vince is not happy with her, and her and Becky do not touch. Her.
1: If she's able to get out of her contract, she will. I agree. I guarantee it. She, for numerous reasons, she's done everything she can do there. She's won everything. Multiple times. There's nothing else for her to do. They got rid of her fiance. They got rid of her dad. Yep. Blood's thicker than water. What, I mean, what loyalty does she have to them?
0: And She's done every you, you give her the world championship, which is like, all right, you're like the top woman. Now, if you try to make Becky Lynch the top woman, the Conor McGregor of the WWE, then <clears throat> it's like, wait a second. I'm not being recognized as the best. You got rid of my fiance. You got rid of my father. Why the hell am I here? And I looked up how much her contract's worth. A hundred grand. What? Really? There's incentives and shit like that. Like but that's how the WWE gets you. From what I understand. Like they'll say, like like a, like, a job arrest. Like, here's four, you get 20 grand, but you can get all these essentials. That's why they call it the brass ring. And when they like, hey, I did this, well, it's not to our standards. So try to get, you know, they never.
1: You didn't draw good enough.
0: Yeah, something like that. The, yeah. TV, the TV ratings weren't as
1: high when you were on television.
0: Yeah, you know, there's bullshit reasons that, that other promoters these days just go, we're not paying you. But WWE just goes like, yeah, we're not going to give you anything extra. <laughs> business, you got to love it.
1: What's that? Business, you got to love it. Got to love business.
0: So is there anything else you want to add before we sign off with anything evening?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um... I'll be going also up to Atlanta uh, here at the beginning in December for uh, NWA power tapings and their pay-per-view uh, hard times 2. Um, so I'll, I'll we don't have to do a review show of that but I'll I'll, I'll be sure to send you pictures from ringside
0: just I'll oh, thank you I appreciate that I have no problems catching an NWA event doing a review
1: okay um, we can talk. I- it.
0: I've done like what shows have I done? I've done Ohio Valley Wrestling's been a big one. Yep. Yeah, IWC event. So I've done Independent uh, Warrior Wrestling. Um, so I've no.
1: I've, I can, if anything, anything significant comes out of it, I'll I'll let you know. We can we can decide from there if we want to do a review show.
0: Yeah, sure, definitely. I'll probably just catch it anyways. I, I love Fight Network. I've been, flying, been watching
1: my Ohio wrestling. And so, me. I guess they're coming out with a new television show, NWA is. Uh-huh. I don't know what the name, they, have, they haven't given any details. All I know is that the first episode is going to be filmed on Friday the 3rd of December. Then Saturday is the pay-per-view, uh, Hard Times. And then Sunday and Monday, they're going to be doing uh, two days worth of, uh, NWA power tapings.
0: What's the big so event
1: of uh, Right now, it's uh, Trevor Murdoch defending the NWA title against uh, Mike Knox, if you remember him. He was that really big guy, aces and eights. Are you right? That kind of came out of nowhere because at their last pay-per-view, uh, just a, about a month ago, there was a steel cage match and uh, between Crimson and Jack Dane. After the match was over, everything was uh, shut down. The show was over, but Trevor Murdoch came out and was doing like a meet and greet with fans. And he was standing in the middle of the ring in the cage and fans were coming in and getting photos and taking pictures with him in the NWA belt. And Mike Knox comes out of nowhere, comes out of the crowd, goes into the cage, locks the cage and you can, you can see it online. I'm sure you can look it up on YouTube and just beats the holy hell out of uh, Trevor Murdoch.
0: You know, that might be the second greatest ending of a pay-per-view I've ever seen this year. The first, did you watch the impact pay-per-view with um, Moose winning the title? No. I had, you know, Josh Alexander, he beats Christian, Christian taps out. Josh Alexander brings his family in the ring, celebrating the world championship. So at the and then so Moose comes I, out. Moose comes out because he wanted to call you shots, them, their money in the bank. He <laughs> I in. heard Alexander, about that.
1: Alexander I gotta,
0: gets out safely, turns around, right Spear to a point, his headgear goes flying off, gets the three count. I thought that was the greatest ending, greatest swerve.
1: I figured Christian's title reign wasn't going to last that long.
0: I knew Josh Alexander would probably win the championship, but at the ending of that, that was such a. Oh, I was. I and, still... he'll, and he'll
1: spend the next six months trying to get it back.
0: Of course, you know, I want a rematch and someone else comes out. I just make it a triple threat, you know, all that crap. But.
1: Yeah, Alexander will win it back in a triple threat by not pinning Moose.
0: I thought Alexander, from his trials and tribulations through his career and impact keeping with them, with him, I was like, he's gonna win the title. I had no problems with that. Yep. Just he brought the guy's family in the ring, said, All right, going go out there and kick his ass. That was classic. <clears throat> well, what do you,
1: What's up? I was gonna say, What do you think about this dark side of the ring stuff that's going on? Seems like everybody's getting canceled because of that show.
0: You know, I've I not, not finished the end of season three yet. I'm up to to the, I just finished the Dynamite Kid episode. But I I heard heard about Tommy Dreamer's remarks.
1: Yep. Tommy Dreamer got fired from Impact. Ric Flair is getting blackballed now because of of what he supposedly did. And I'm like, it's going to get to the point where nobody's going to want to even want to provide their comments for these shows because of, of what possible backlash might come out of it.
0: And the whole time, I, mean, I'm asking, I am not saying by a long shot, like Dreamer's comments were appropriate. I'm not saying that, okay? No. I'm not saying, but being blackball, like, you look at it, it's the dark side <laughs> of the ring. Yes. You know, when you see the dark side of the ring, parental, I always say, when you see parental discretion of eyes, once you pass that mark, you're on your own.
1: My thing is, my thing is, it was twenty years ago. Yeah, why wasn't it brought up before then?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, there was like whispers about you know there was an incident that happened alcohol was involved, but
1: nothing like that. No, I, mean, I Jim, just, I, just <laughs> I I don't agree I don't agree with how how people are getting blackballed and. Ridiculed because of comments that they're making. It, it's a show. It's a documentary, you know. And until it's proven in a court of law, then it's speculation, like everything else. Yeah. But,
0: also, also, the, Tommy Dreamer didn't. I he his remarks were on call for, but he did not do anything. No. He just said, Flair be that. He didn't say, like, hey, Flair, why don't you go, you know, grab the steward? He, he didn't say it. He watched it, gave his opinion about it. It was already done with. We move on. I know everyone's too sensitive. And I, like, I, it's funny. Before that episode went up, I uh, heard from Tommy Dreamer declining a podcast interview with me. Because, oh, you like, decline? declined because he was under contract. Was With like who? Impact wrestling.
1: Oh, this was before that.
0: Before that, so I was just like, after he got released, hey, I'm
1: like, reach out to him again. He's not under contract
0: now. And I, I really feel like I should, but I don't want to be like, be like that dick on, like, hey,
1: buddy, since you're no longer under contract, hey, you got a, you got an open forum. You can talk about whatever you want. No, I wouldn't do that. I always uh, tell, just...
0: I always tell people you can, you have open form. So you're right, right there. It's like. Do I tell him it's open for him and he'll be like, wait a second, what the fuck, you know, what do you mean by that? Or do I treat him like everyone else and tell him it's open for him?
1: (laughs) I would just, I would just open it up as, Hey, you know, you're, you're a legend in the sport. We'd love to interview you, talk about the past. If he wants to bring it up, that's up to him, which I don't think he would.
0: Oh, I would talk (laughs) about strictly ECW.
1: Yeah. ECW and, uh, his uh, hardcore homecoming shows that he did for a long time. Especially his the- his time in WWE behind the scenes. I'd love to hear stories about that.
0: Especially in my my twenty one uh, event in Bridgeport, uh, Connecticut. My uncle comes out of the bathroom. He's just like, I just took a piss next to John Tommy Dreamer, and I was like, <laughs> Oh, no, that's cool. Should you look over see how big he was. He said, No, should I have? I was like, no, what are you talking? I don't want to like, ah, and then outside of a sudden, him going through the wall or something like that. It's like, no, you don't do that. <laughs> Good story, bro. Cool story, bro, but you don't look over and be like, no. You're in violence, huh? <laughs> well, Jason, thank you for coming on. We'll definitely keep in touch about the NWA. And anytime you just want to shoot the shit, shoot me a message. You got it. I mean, it's, it's, if I have people on like on a Friday or Saturday night that's like last second wants to have a beer and chill. I'm always up Anytime. for it. All right, now you take care of yourself. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: All right, you too. Have a good one.
0: You too. Bye bye.